our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers. From family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. It's a weekly talk show and it's all about connections, the ones we make, the ones we miss, and most importantly, our own connection to ourselves. Uh, we hope that you be able to entice you, to empower you, and give you some things that are worth considering. I am your host, Gord Riddell. Um, I'm pleased to welcome my guests this evening, Chrissy Di Felice, and to the show. Hi, Chrissy. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Do you just love that snow out there? It is a awesome. snowy Toronto night. I Full love of it. ice and rain. It's great. Well, no, no. It's just snow now. We're supposed to get... Lots of it, they say. Uh, we are live. If you would like to join our conversation at any point, uh, please give us a call toll-free at 1-888-346-9141. And that's toll-free from anywhere in North America. Let me tell you about Christy. Christy De Felice. she is a licensed registered psychotherapist with the College of Registered Psychotherapists of Ontario. She is also a registered as a counselor with the Ontario Association of Mental Health Practitioners. She spent much of her life trying to figure out who she is and who she isn't, uh, what she likes and what she doesn't like. It sounds like the rest of us, uh, and what she truly sees, feels, and believes. Her path has led her on a journey to find and honor her true self and has included extensive travel in traditional, uh, or, sorry, extensive study in traditional healing modalities with elders in Canada, the US, Peru, and Zimbabwe. Christy also holds a graduate degree in music and has spent two decades working with some of Canada's largest institutions, including York University, the Toronto Mendelssohn Choir, Toronto Symphony Orchestra, and the Toronto Arts Council, all big organizations. From her time specializing in nonprofit cultural institutions, she's gained the foremost respect for how each and every of every one of us are artists, no matter the level of quote unquote training we've received. When we learn to recreate our inner worlds, our external worlds begin to change, making new pathways and opportunities possible. She helps people break free of old heavy patterns and beliefs so that they can truly shine and live uh, true to themselves. Christy works with seen and unseen worlds in all their forms to help individuals, couples, and groups remember that they have always been perfect exactly as they are. So true, if we only remembered that. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's a deep honor. Thank you very much oh, for having you. me here today. I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, because of, you know, the work that you have done, like, um, uh, you know, like, what did we just say, Zimbabwe, Peru, working with traditional elders. Uh, shamanism has become, you know, sort of a, a real key focal point for you. Um, so how did you end up getting led in that direction, mm -hmm. studying shamanism? I think that's a great question. And sometimes I sit back and I'm like, how did this happen? Like you know, every time, every time I start to think that this was the moment, then I end up tracing it back to like, five years earlier from when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. And so there's like the formal, you know, what I can say is that it's often said that traditional healing modalities and elders 
um, and medicine people, they find you, you don't find them or you find mm. each other together. And right. in my story, uh, sorry, did I cut you off there? No, I was just, you know, there's a saying that when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And in, you know, and there's so many stories um, when people become medicine people or they uh, become, they start working with traditional healing modalities that um, there's often always like stories behind it. Like I know somebody that I mentored, have mentored with for a very long time who was hit by lightning twice. Or, you know, I, I know, yeah, no, it had to be twice. Um, I know, you know, there's people, you know, there's often illness involved. There's some sort of life crisis where the whole world stops and says, wake up now. If you don't wake up, we're going to take you down. So don't most of us need that though? Um, That slap in the head from God. (laughs) Do you know what I have to say in retrospect is, you know, many, many years later after having done this, I really wish I would have done it the easy way and would have listened the many, (laughs) many years earlier. Right. So in my case, you know, to answer your question, like I had a story of I was going, I had been avoiding meeting somebody that I was supposed to meet for years. And I I was supposed to meet an elder for, I'd say, close to a decade. And I, in that time, was a very different person and was like, I don't need a shaman. I don't need an elder. I don't I don't need this. What I need is some more uh, whatever the world was throwing at me. Right. More uh, not eating and working harder and not sleeping and over exercising. Mm. That's what I need. A lot of self-care there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I needed. Less (laughs) self-care. Okay. And, <laughs> and, you know, I needed to be better and just do better. And then all of my problems would go away. And one day it just got to the point that it was like, I was no longer going to function. It, it was no longer a choice. I had tried all the methods. I had tried all the modalities, including the alternative ones. And suddenly I was like, the only person I have left to call is this person that I've been avoiding for almost a decade, you know? And I called her and I said, <laughs> Uh, I think you can help me. And that began our journey together. And I worked with her in that case as a, you know, she was my practitioner for about a year. And then one day she said to me, I will no longer be your healer, but I will be your teacher if you choose to accept. And that changed everything for me. And then that began a very Um, you know, I've known her for a very long time now. And then she has um, continued to be somebody now that as I've expanded and stepped into my own capacities and my own beings, who is always still there as somebody that is part of my circle and part of my healing community. And now the thing about that, though, is that if I was really honest, if I went back to when I was a child, I can tell you, you know, I was always that kid that was always the oddball. Like, when all of the girls were dancing around in pretty dresses and like doing, you know, what stereotypical, like, you know, little girls would do. I was out in jeans and I had a pail and I had a shovel and I was making (laughs) mud pies and talking to the trees. And I was excited by the big, uh, uh, by the acorns. And I was probably wearing my space shirt, my spaceship shirt and talking about all of these people that were sort of around me that, you know, people would say, well, that's your imaginary friend. Right, right, right. Right? (laughs) Yes. And so I would just, I was that kid that was going to bed that was like, oh, there's a fairy outside my door. There's a, there's beans. And, you know, we, I think adults take away this sense of, um, 
amazement and wonderment from kids and they and we downplay it as in like oh it's make-believe oh they're um they're just doing what kids do and the more I go on this journey it's like that's what this whole process is about is about going back to that person that we were told to forget so long ago they got shut down yeah yeah 100% and the damage that comes because kids are so smart and they absorb so much and it's like the process of having to say oh actually all of that was true well yeah but the problem is though the damage that it does is they doubt themselves they doubt their their creativity their 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 own integrity you know yeah in this culture and you know i would say in in this culture yeah if we had grown up in um traditional communities indigenous communities we wouldn't this wouldn't this wouldn't be as much of an issue because we would go to the medicine person we would go to the wisdom keeper we would go to the people that would help us understand and this would be part of how we see the world but in communities where we've been taught that science is uh more real than spirit then as kids we get confused very fast yeah 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 no 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 and we believe the big people Exactly. We believe the parents, you know, because why would or, they not yeah, be? Why would they not tell us the truth? Like exactly. obviously, they know more. They're the big people. Yeah, they're the big people. Um, I still refer to my parents that way. The big people. Um, well, and that's even, and that's a simple case, right? <laughs> that's like that's if there's no punishment for seeing the things you see, right? So no. it can get very complicated, and there can be a lot of trauma that goes around with uh, as kids yes. just seeing how we see the world. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the word we hear the word shaman and shamanism out yeah. there what this is probably a really good place to say so what is shamanism well that's a really interesting question i you know i think you could ask a million people and get a million different answers for that because okay. you know there's like i think that we like to try to pin it down to like okay where does the start of this word come from what does it mean and i think there's a book somewhere that says that that term was first used in siberia to deal uh, to refer to a group of people that were um connected to the land with land-based practices right um but you know it's complicated because you could ask different communities and different nations what that means to them and they will say something very different is what i've come to learn and there's a place where there's a universality and there's a place where there is a separateness and or a uniqueness to what each community would say it means to them so you know i you know in some of the communities and some of the friends i have uh would say well shamanism is my religion it's how i see the world it's how i walk in the world um but then within there there are roles that are defined like are you a wisdom keeper are you a medicine person are you you know do you have different roles that you keep so i think that what i've come to respect about the term shamanism or just how i walk in life is to say that shamanism can be something that is very very deeply personal to each individual and community who feels that you know it is part of how they walk through the world okay you so know, who, are, in, who are shamans then well in my life like to me i would say to answer that question like shamanism for me is a way of walking in the world where we real where we see all things as alive um we connect in a way that we are in community and connection and and we see 
the earth, we see water, we see the air, we see the planets, we see everything around us as having life. And that we're in a place where there's no hierarchy or there's no good or there's no bad, there's no right or there's no wrong. It's just everything just is. And we live in a way in which there is uh, deep respect and deep honor for how we walk in the world. Okay. Because okay. that, that, I mean, a lot of, well, this is maybe jumping a little bit, yeah. just that your words just, you know, the whole idea of, you know, there's nothing right, there's nothing wrong. You know, a lot of what we're, what people talk about with, you know, spirituality and so on is light and dark, you know, which of course equates then to right and wrong. What about that? What about that in terms of, you know? Yeah, to... I think these are really largely uh, discussed topics right now. And I think that you could have a, a round table around this and it would be very interesting to see where the discussions go, right? I know people who work in communities where they have good medicine and they have bad medicine, they have dark medicine, they have light medicine, they have, but I, I think that they're difficult, they're challenging terms to use now because I think that we have used the concept of light or dark to refer to the concept of duality. Yeah. And um, because it's the best thing that we can use to explain between nothingness and and then the first sense of creation and light. The challenge is, is that it's become kind of more turn, turned into a way where light must be uh, angelic realms and therefore all good comes from light. And it's to me, you know, I would say, I always find it fascinating that those pictures often denote like, uh, connote people with like lighter skin and uh, long blonde hair. And then you right. have dark means bad. And, and I think it's worth mentioning to say, because in the way I walk, and this is just for me, for how I walk with this, is I walk in a way where there's a merge between light and dark, where um, not all of the beings that exist in the lighter worlds are healing beings, and not all of the beings that exist in the heavy worlds are, or in the darker worlds are are bad or they're to hurt. Mm -hmm. And so in the teachings I have received along my journey, and um, like this would largely come from Peru, where they don't, they don't talk about, um, the elders from the Quechua community don't talk about light or dark. They actually talk about energy in terms of more of a frequency, like uh, heavy, like heavy or, or, or light, light in terms of less dense. Yep. So less that dense or more dense. Yeah, that because sense to me. that's how they see. They see in terms of the density of the energy. Right, right. It goes with it. That, that whole light-dark thing is really, I think uh, you're right, it has been a way of defining you know, duality, but I think that it gets into um, uh, you know, theology, philosophy. You know, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's so huge. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and yet we, that's what we're, we're hearing all the time. You know? It's kind of like, the easiest way to look at it is my world is gray. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a blending and it's like, that's where you negotiate. It's not, this is right. This is wrong. This, you know, it's like, where do we work with this? Where do we negotiate with this? And that's the gray for me. Yeah. And if I can extend that a bit, what I would say from there is if you were working with the elders in Peru, that space between the black and the white is actually what they would call the rainbow because that's where nice. the light reflects. And so if you go to Peru, you'll see flags um, flying throughout and um, it will look something like the pride flag, but it actually isn't. It's a flag that's meant to represent the rainbow people. And the rainbow people are those people, uh, it represents the chakra colors. And so it starts okay. in red and it goes up to purple. 
Yep. And um, the rainbow people are the people that are the healers. They are the people that walk in that space where there is no duality, where there is a space where duality exists simultaneously. And we're here and, 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 we're, and we live connected to our spirituality and yeah. our world. Well, yeah. you know, the, the pride flag actually came from the diversity flag. Interesting. And it has one more, one more color band than the pride flag does. They took one down for some reason. So, yeah, yeah. If you look, you'll see that they're actually different. Yeah, interesting. Uh, not, not enormously. I mean, if yeah. you look really fast, you wouldn't catch it, but yeah. uh, it, it did come out of the diversity, yeah. uh, which is rainbow, right? Isn't yeah. that what that's about? You know? And that's exactly it. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and the interest to go with that is to say, you know, I'm coming back to this question of what is shamanism? And the idea is that for me, you know, shamans, uh, medicine people, they are the map makers of the world they're the ones that go into the worlds and say "Ooh, this hasn't been forged before let's let's forge a new path let's mm. find a new way to do this so there can be more ease there can be more gentleness there can be a different way to do the way we've been doing things outside the box people outside the box people <laughs> you know yeah listen we need a whole lot of those kinds of people um at this point, we actually need to go outside of the box, and that is we need to break for a commercial. Okay. And we will be back in two minutes with Christy DiFelice. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. And I am talking this evening with Christy DiFelice, and we are talking about shamanism. Um, now, one of the things I know from, you know, your work and so on is you talk about being between worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that mean? Uh, uh, what does working between worlds mean to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people that walk in the way I walk, when they when they're in the world and they're and they're living life we see and we hear and we feel and uh, we communicate with parts of the world that um mo- that a lot of people might not see or they have forgotten that they know how to see or interact with and so mm-hmm. working between the worlds if i was to translate that would you know, if somebody comes to work with me and they have um, something they're wanting to work on, I'm going to be looking at uh, what's going on with somebody. We're going to be looking at their energy field, what's going on outside of their body. We're going to look to see if there are things from the past, from the present, from the future. We're going to see if there's energies that are um, that are around the person that might be an ancestor. It might be somebody who's passed away in the past related or unrelated. Um, you know, I'm going to look to see if there's things going on um, in worlds that a lot of us have forgotten that we have access to that might, that are basically interfering with somebody's ability to um, live their clearest and fullest, you know, to their fullest capacity. Okay. that might be holding them back. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, half of what holds us back is what we've been taught. 100%. And then we believed. <laughs> That's right. But in the difference between what I do in this world versus say, if it was like a traditional psychotherapy sort of model mm-hmm. is that I'm not going to be looking at just what happened in this life. I'm right. going to be looking at what happened from the beginning of time and all time. So it's like we're transcending this I this concept of linear time and we're moving into a space of nothingness or oneness and we're looking at imagine that there was multiple timelines happening at one time and any one of those timelines there could be something going on with uh within somebody's energy field that might be interfering with what it is they want to achieve now or do right you know um uh, jane roberts um who who wrote the seth material yeah um I don't know if you're familiar with that, but she talks a lot um, in one of her books about, you know, that that time discontinuum, you know, that it's all happening. It's quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is something that uh, as part of training is something that all of us have had access <clears throat> to in our lives. But we again, to your point, we've been programmed to forget it. And uh, part of that process of learning how to work in that way is not it take it takes some it's like if you wanted to learn to fly a plane you probably you know wouldn't just get behind the cockpit and like go down the runway you probably have to learn how to do that in a way that's safe to you and for the people you're working with yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but there are people who are willing to jump behind that cockpit yep uh-huh and then they <laughs> like giddy up yeah. <laughs> you know giddy up. but they end up getting both themselves and the person they're supposed to be working with in trouble that's right 
you know, um, I, you know, I, what I really like about what you're talking about is having that whole idea of the mentor, yeah. you know, whether it's in, in psychotherapy, it's a supervisor or, you know, it, but it's some sort of a teacher elder that can really guide you, not, not from necessarily a point of knowing uh, the theory, but from knowing where humans get into trouble, mm-hmm. you know, where we're acting out our own stuff or our stuff's getting in the way of the other person's wellness, you know, or, or, or healing journey or whatever. And that, and that requires, you know, someone with more than just know-how, you know, more than book smarts. Yeah. A great, um, a great mentor in my experience is somebody that's willing to keep an eye on you to make sure that you're not going too far off the rails, but is also fully willing to let you make your own mistakes and then Mm. sit back and watch you figure out how to get out of it. And that's sort of how, and then be willing when the person shows up like crying saying, I think I really messed up. (laughs) I really messed up. And then they come and they're like, okay, let's talk this through. Did you actually mess up? And so to me, I feel like that is a healthy relationship with a mentor because in this world, I think in any world, no matter what role we take in life, um, but especially in energy world and in spiritual world, more and more, there becomes a time where even the greatest mentor can no longer take you to where you need to go. At right. some point, your mentor becomes the universe. Your mentor becomes life. Your mentor becomes whatever the universe is going to throw at you to say, okay, here's another teacher for you. That yeah. teacher doesn't always look like a nice nurturing person who's going to say, okay, let's help teach you some new techniques. That's right. the easy, like in my world, the easy part is the techniques. The yeah. other part is being able to sit when the energy feels like it's going to like knock you off your seat. And exactly. say, I, I got this. I got this. Uh-huh. Right. Even yeah. if I don't think yeah. I got this, yeah. I'm going to pretend I got this. I, I think there's another one of, Sorry, uh, you know, people who are looking for a mentor or elder mm-hmm. is, you know, an, el- an elder or a mentor or whatever can only take you as far as they have been willing to go. 100%. <clears throat> you know, if they, if they reached a certain, they, now they may be incredibly knowledgeable, but if they reached a certain place where they couldn't go further for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. that's as far as they're going to be able to take you. Exactly. And that's okay. And there's absolutely zero judgment there. It's like, it just, it just is. It's like the universe put this person, you know, you put each of you came together for a reason. You learned what was to be learned and then you kind of move on. It's like any relationship in life. It's like at some point you get to the point where it's like, you're, you're two different people and maybe you have different interests or different things you want, or you want different things out of life. And so you go and you find um, how, you know, the next, the next, area of life that's going to help you grow and that doesn't always mean it's a person no absolutely right? absolutely yeah absolutely and it also doesn't mean you have to split either nope you know nope. it might it might be a total re readjustment of of maybe talking to, to each other for the first time exactly <laughs> exactly know? yeah so exactly. if i was to come to you uh make an appointment what what would someone expect Well, it's always interesting the way sessions go, right? Because I find if somebody wants to come in, work with me, what they need is what they get. 
even when they don't even know what that is. Sometimes people call me and they're like, I don't know why I'm calling you. It's just such and such a person said I need to call you. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, and that's an interesting thing because I have so much honor and respect for that because the level of courage that would take to be like, I don't know why I'm here. I just have this at a very deep level and implicit trust that right. you have something to offer, right? Um, so, but if it's somebody who knows why they're coming and, and, and they want to work on, um, you know, an aspect, it's like a lot of people who come and are finding me now tend to have a couple of issues. They have either health things that have come up that they're working on, or they're in a major, major life, uh, transition where that could, well, so I guess that could be an illness too, but there's a place where they're ultimately being called to remember who they always have been. And they may not have known that in this lifetime, right? This may be something that we're really working on from, you know, generations back. And it's somebody who's coming. So that might look like there is um, a severe trauma. It could look like an illness. It could look like a death. But there's something that is going on where they're being said, I can't keep doing life the way I'm doing life. And they say, I'm tired of doing it the old way because usually people don't come and find me once they've gone the conventional route. Like they usually try the conventional route first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like usually to show up to a to an alternative like healer, it's like mm, the other stuff probably wasn't working. <laughs> so you know, it's somebody who's saying, and, and the majority. So there's two kinds of people that show up to me. It's people who already have been born into a way of being spiritual, so they believe and they know this. They just need somebody to help train them uh, with their gifts right or it's somebody who says to me i don't believe a thing you do but i don't have another option and then that's my favorite because that's where i say well you're here so you must be believe a little bit even just one percent yeah right? exactly you showed up yeah, or, yeah. You showed up and then usually through the whole thing it's like you, you we walk them through what we would in the way i would work and through the whole thing they're doubtful and most of the time they leave and it's just they're a little bit different they don't know <laughs> why but they just know they're a little bit different yeah well that was interesting mm. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's like i don't know what you did but i know i feel a little different yeah exactly, exactly. i love that response yeah, hmm, yeah. that was interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you think that uh, you're getting a broader range of people seeking out your service like like you said there's like two two camps kind of thing yeah but is it broader in terms of you know, male, female, older, younger, like the, the, the spectrums is increasing. Well, I think the spectrum is increasing, but only because the world is changing. We've seen one of the world, one of the greatest shifts in humanity, in like the last two years, you know. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to ask about you about this. Well, yeah. In, in, well, in 2012, you know, so in 2012, yeah. It was said that the world was going to be going through a major change. And this had been predicted for centuries, you know, uh, before. And so you'll have to, you know, excuse the Mayans and other cultures. They, you know, they were a few years off. But for, uh, you know, calendars that were written like thousands oh, of really? years ago, it's, we're okay. We'll give it's them a, a few year grace, right? Exactly. So it had been... Um, it had been prophesized that the world was going to go through a major change somewhere around 2012. And that time in Peru, they would use the word the Pachacuti. And Pachacuti mm-hmm. means that it's the time where the world flips right side up, or it's the time where the, well, 
It's the time where the world flips. And what that would mean in their world and the way they see is it was literally the time where the hum where the world the world's chakras would flip upside down. So if you look at a chakra chart now, it's red, orange, yellow, and we go up and purple's at the top. Right. Well, what this meant to them was purple would now be your root chakra. It meant it was a time where we would be walking through the earth with more divinity. Or you know, closer to yeah. Yeah. Now, gen <laughs> no. generally in in, in, in experience, though, major world changes don't happen without some disease, right? Like we have to, in order to elevate things that have been holding the world back from elevating, come to the surface and move, right? And so that's what we have been seeing. And so, you know, it was said that, you know, obviously this came as a major pandemic. And now this is a time where we're watching a lot of shift happen. We're watching a lot of change. And what I'm seeing in my practice is more of a need ever from people to say, I need to do things differently. Like we kind of have two camps. We have people that have gone 100% science or we have another and that want nothing at all to do with spirituality. Or we have a whole other group of people that are like, they're more interested in spirituality, quantum ideas, different ways of doing things and a return to nature and a return to find mm. themselves. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. In whatever that means, whatever <clears throat> self means. But so that, you know, that's what I'm seeing is so the spectrum has changed in terms of who's coming to work with me only, you know, partially because there is um, more of a need for it and people are awakening more and more to their true self. And usually that awakening process in an individual is not an easy one. It's not like one day you wake up and you're like, oh, the world is great and I see spirit and things are amazing, right? It usually looks, uh, it doesn't look anything like that. It usually looks like what is happening to my life. And I feel like my life is falling apart. Uh, I need somebody that can help me understand why I can suddenly see things that I didn't used to see, why I can hear things I didn't see. And I think I might be going nuts. And I think I might be going nuts. Exactly. That's usually where yeah. it starts. It's right. It's like a spiritual crisis, but like usually much more involved than, you know, a little bit of upheaval. It's usually a little more intense than that. Yeah, it's it's um, the stress level that is created. You know, there's just so much fear. Is, sure. is you know, we're just sitting in this you know uh, area of fear. So, you know, I I then you know just in terms of of you know who I encounter and so on is, are we capable of going past the fear? Yeah. And what's that going to take? You know, there's a lot of people that are just like I just want to get back to the way it was. Yeah, and it's like we can't go back to the way it was. That's not what the purpose of this was. You know, so then it's kind of like, all right, are we, are we going to be successful with this, or are we, you know, are we going to just say, well, we tried, and we'll wait yeah. for the next go round, and see that maybe we'll understand and we'll flip through it. You know? Well, and that's exactly the point. I think that we've been trying to figure this out with our heads for a very long time. And this time was about almost a death of the, of the mind. This was about a coming back into the soul. And for people that are resisting that, it's, the, it's they're having a much harder time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So if we try to figure it with our mind, and the next time they say the Pachacuti happens every 500 or so years, you're still trying to do it with your mind. You're going to be, you know, really behind with where other people are going. <laughs> I don't know if I have another 500 years left. In me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, aging, new ideas, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the elder, the really old elder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, we got to get through this one. We got to get through this one. And it's, it's just reassuring people somehow that what's happening is supposed to happen, you know, yeah. because it's like, even, you know, like you, as you said, you know, something big had to happen, but if that's on the macro, well, even on the micro level, in other words, the personal level, yeah. most of us aren't going to change unless you get divorced, get fired, get a deadly illness, you know, major surgery, a car accident, like in other words, something horrible happens in our life. And that then becomes our, our catalyst. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so if we take then 7 billion people who can't have 7 billion different catalysts, so we have a common catalyst and that's this pandemic. Yeah. But what's amazing is that people born, uh, the, the younger generations are coming, uh, they're being born with this remembrance. And so it's not going to be quite as difficult for the newer generations. Like we're watching younger generations make big changes. Right, they come with right. a sense of consciousness. Yeah. Right. I guess, I guess, um, uh, I mean, I, I agree with you um, completely with, you know, my family, uh, you know, the younger kids in the family. Um, it's more of, I think the older, some of the older that I'm uh, around, you know, uh, whether it's the condominium, whether it's this, whether it's that, are just hanging on to the way it was. Do not shift those rules. Do not shift the laws. You know, uh, on that note, I, we need to take a break. Okay. <laughs> Before okay. I say something rude about somebody. <laughs> we will be back in two minutes. <laughs> Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. And we are talking about uh, various elements of shamanism and uh, and between two worlds, actually, what we see, what we don't see. Um, now, uh, usually we associate, I think the general population, associate shamanism with tribal indigenous cultures. Mm-hmm. So, white lady, mm-hmm. tell me, <laughs> how, how are you experienced? You know, how do people experience when they see that? you are not a Peruvian indigenous tribal woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot in that statement and we could probably, you know, this podcast won't be long enough to fully get into <laughs> all of that, but it's it's something that I have walked with very closely and it is something I am always very aware of. And, you know, I can't, um, you know, I remember once somebody saying to me, like what the outside world thinks of me is like, not so much my business, you know, in the sense that not everybody does approve of what I do or how I walk in the world. And that, and I, and I understand it and I completely 100% and I respect it. And so there are people that won't feel comfortable working with me. And I fully embrace that and respect that and honor that. And I encourage people to find people to work with that they respect and that they feel safe working with. Yes. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I'm very open about is I very purposely do not refer to myself as a shaman. I do not, um, to me, shaman is a very specific cultural term. And it's a word that has been appropriated by, in my experience, a lot of um, white people for a very long time, you know, in the communities I've worked with, um, you know, there, there will be some communities where they'll say shamanism is their religion, but then they have their terms for the role they play in the community. And in other communities I've worked with, they actually have a different word. They don't refer to themselves as shamans. It's actually the thing that like through the industry and through translations of languages and through, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking, like marketing almost. It's like we in the West have put that word on people in the South. But it's not something in the South I would hear people refer to them as. And so I'm always very, very aware of that. And um, so it's a bit of a complicated discussion because I feel that, you know, I've had a lot of contentious discussions around this phrase because I feel that people, especially in the West, uh, that, you know, in the circles I've spoken with, you know, when people have major transformational change, and if that has happened with somebody who refers to themselves as a shaman, um, it often can be very difficult to have that awakening, right? Because to say, oh, this person's really helped me. Uh, and it's re- it's hard for me to see this point that you're trying to make about appropriated and acculturated terms, right? right. Um, and it's not to say it's right or wrong. It's just a bit of a, a point that I think that is worth bringing up. So for me, because I have not been adopted in um, officially into any one community that has said, and I don't practice in a way that is like, I only use the teachings of one community. I use the teachings that have been gifted to me from communities or from the universe that I've been given permission to use. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Um, but I'm, you know, but I am not a, a wisdom keeper of any one community per se. Right. Unless, right, right. right. So, so, so for that reason, I use the word traditional healing for me because I use the medicines of the earths. I use, use the medicine of the universe. Yep which feels more holistic. I'm always looking for a better term, uh, but that's the one that sits with me. Uh, one of the reasons I use that and not the phrase like shamanic practitioner, that's another one you'll hear people say, like they've studied maybe at Four Winds Society in the States, or they've studied, they've taken a certificate course in shamanism. They might call themselves a shamanic practitioner, um, like they're a clinician. But I don't use that phrase for myself because I feel that for me, it would dishonor the depth of how I walk in the world and what I have gone through in the world and my relationship to the universe and my relationship to whole oneness. When you talk about certificates, you're, you're really talking about techniques, you know, it's like you learn techniques in it and that's not what yeah. you're about. No, no. And there's nothing to look. I think that's nothing wrong with techniques. There's nothing wrong with them. And every no. once in a while, I'll see somebody doing something. I'll be like, whoa, what's that you're doing there? Like, would you, could you share that? But, but to walk with the depth, like this is not an easy life to live. It's not like I get up in the morning and I, you know, live a different life. And then all of a sudden I have somebody coming to work with me. So I get my tools out, my rattles and my drums and, you know, that if I'm that putting hour, it away, I a, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, away. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm not like a, a doctor for like that one hour. It's like, this is how I live my life. I, you know, if I don't do this life, if like when I wake up in the morning, if I'm not in right relationship with the universe, if I'm not in right relationship with the world, it uh, comes back on me. Right. Sure. In, in a way. So it's like, this is in, you know, for me, I live my life and I strive to more and more that in moment to moment, I am in, constant ceremony so that if I'm working with you if I'm talking I'm having a conversation I'm also in full integrity and in full balance at all times and if right. not it's my job to go in and, and and write that or to fix that so that I am in balance right so it's a it's a it's 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 a big topic you know it's it's a big topic but it's um it's one that I to say that to walk this path is one that takes uh, a lot of dedication and a lot of honor and a lot of respect. It's um, it's it, it can sometimes feel like a, a big weight to carry, and then at the same time we let that go at the same time because it's a huge honor and a huge blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to to, to have that, you know, uh, to honor people, respect people, um, you know, it's just such a different place to be. You know, to have yeah. that balance, to be in that moment, just here, grounded, you know, the authenticity yeah. that exists. The interesting thing that people realized was when you stop judging other people, you will stop judging yourself. Yeah. The only reason you're judging someone is because you already judge yourself. And exactly. And that's what we're talking about in this life and in this way I walk. It's like if you're out of relationship with with an element of the world or something in your life, it's never about the outside external. It's always about something in you. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There might be, even if somebody was to throw medicine on you or was to, you had an energy attached to you that might be a heavy energy that might be trying to take you down. That still is the opportunity. That energy is still coming to you to say, wake up, like wake up and find your light. Remember who you are might not be in the moment you that's might not be right. how I'm, you know, if a, if a heavy energy is trying to take me down, I might not be like, Whoa, okay. Like, thank you. Great energy. I might be mad, but afterwards <laughs> it's the lessons you learn from it from there. Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the ability to learn that we've come to this planet at this time to heal that if you can remember that, that's where there's great, great wisdom and great, great honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to save the planet itself. Even then, <clears throat> you know, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know how to save the planet and I don't know how to change the world, but I do know that for me, the only way I know how to do it is by helping people one at a time find their light. Because I truly believe that if people wake up, they won't treat the world in the way they're treating the world and they won't treat other people in the way they're treating other people. And they won't treat themselves the way they're treating other people. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Really. Exactly. I I think just in terms of saving the planet, I mean, just being respectful and growing things and making sure that things continue to grow, that, you know, that's more what I mean environmentally. Yeah. But even then, like that's, we could go down that whole path. Cause I, I really more and more that I do this path. I live in a world where I'm like, I don't know what's right or wrong. I honestly don't like, I know it's right for me, but I don't know if that's right for the world. You know, so many people in the world, like, look how many wars are being fought because people feel it's the right religion or the right belief system. And yeah, for them, it's like, it's it's always been that whole argument about that's the, that's the, the final last stand of the masculine energy yeah. As the feminine energy comes in mm-hmm. in, a, in a much stronger way, which, you know, uh, you know, is part of because the masculine and the feminine has to exist within shamanism, you know, for your philosophy to even work. Exactly. You yeah, have to exactly. be both. And more and more, the more I do this world and the more I sit and I'm like, that's not even the truth. It's like the divine masculine, divine feminine is not even real. It's actually a, the non-binary exists in the spiritual world, too. It's a whole (laughs) slew of energies and we want them all to be, because the thing that I've learned about this is that as soon as we think that, you know, I talked about how um, shamans are the map makers of the unconscious and Mm -hmm. the unknown worlds. And once we think that we have gotten to a new planet or a new space or a new world, it's like, well, okay, then a whole other galaxy or a new portal opens up that brings us to a new place that we didn't know about. And it's the people that are willing to, uh, traverse that those new worlds where there are no answers it's like that that's where we're going that's what they that's what they do yeah well from my my understanding actually this coming tuesday it's supposed to be the opening of the second portal uh the first began to open in, in 1986 the harmonic convergence um okay. i actually believe it or not i'm old enough that i was there in vancouver at going i called it the moronic conversion i apologize but that's what I thought was going on back then, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, the, uh, the Vancouver people. Um, but this is the second opening. It's the 22nd of the second of the 2022. Yeah. It's, it's all these twos, you know, that are, are working here that's supposed to be a thing. So people who are really wanting to state an intention with a manifestation, spiritual power house, that's the day to do it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a year of great transformation for people who who, who ask for it. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. But that's the yeah. thing. It's easy to tell the world. I don't know. I'm scared. Oh, sure. <laughs> but the fact that you can say yeah. you're scared is exact. Like, I wish more people, you know, if more of the world could just say the words, I am scared, I am afraid, this world nope. would be a much nicer place. I know, really what, right? Because we know what to do with, I'm afraid. We don't yeah. know what to do with all that we do to try to prevent ourselves from saying that phrase. Or to let other people see it. Yeah, that's the other. Oh thing. my God, the amount of work so that you don't see that I'm scared or, or afraid or whatever. Yeah, and I there think there's so much work. 
Yeah. And I think you've just touched on why in the role that I have, like, I am so honored to do what I do because I work with people where when they're healing, it's not easy and they have to trust me so implicitly, even when they don't trust me to trust somewhere deep down that I will hold space to make sure they're not lost. Right. It's deep, deep honor. It's a deep honor. And not judged. And absolutely not judged. Not judged. That's the other big one, I think. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's, you know, why am I afraid if people know I'm afraid? I don't want to be judged for being afraid. That's right. We're yeah. crazy people, you know. Humans have been designed to, <laughs> to be crazy, uh, to, to do things the hard way. Let's just like, you oh, know, yeah. We've been, let's do light and dark and hot and cold and day and night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you're going to find a way to bring them together. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. I want to talk to the manufacturer here, <laughs> the creator. <laughs> But this whole world that I walk in is one way to show that actually there are whole other ways and it can be so much yeah. easier. And that's what Absolutely. this world's about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the kiss principle. Exactly. You know, the kiss, uh, keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. We really, uh, uh, we make things so difficult for ourselves. So terribly difficult. And yeah. almost invariably, I love, I love when the person comes in and says, Oh, what about that? Boom. It's just like, and everything just totally yeah. changes. Yeah. We get so yeah. locked into being right that we know how to do it. And, you know, what do I know about doing life? As yeah. far as I know right now in this consciousness, the only one I have. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the others want to tell me, you know, it might be in the 1800s or whatever. Christy, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I loved our discussion. Me too. Uh, it was quite fascinating. Uh, so I, uh, you're going to have to come back again sometime. Oh, please. Um, I would love so to. So thank you so much. Is there a place that um, people can reach Christy through my show at uh, info at spiritgrows.ca? Uh, would you prefer people to contact you there? Or do you have an email address? That's fine. Uh, also, I have a very under construction website right now, which is very easy. It's www.ofhappiness.ca. Uh, people go. can get me there. It has my contact information there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Next week on Thursday, February the 24th at 8 p.m., my guest will be uh, Debbie Papadakis. She is uh, the founder of the Hypno Healing Institute. She's a registered psychotherapist. She's a registered professional counselor, just like you, um, oh. a CPA, CPCA supervisor, and she is National Guild of Hypnosis Board Certified Hypnotherapist and Instructor. She, uh, Debbie's been featured in Oprah's O Magazine a couple of times, O's Big Book of Happiness, L. Uh, cnn.com uh, wtn and vision tv she will be here next week and guess what it's going to be a hypnotic show because that's what it's all about uh hypnosis and that'll be next thursday at 8 p.m i'm gordon Dell, wishing you to have a great healthy and safe week and stay curious bye now Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.